0: welcome back to another installment of everything nhl the fantasy fanatics podcast um hockey segment i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar
1: hey what's up man
0: so so this week we're gonna go over um, Thursday's and Friday's games. We'll t- take a look at some news around the league, um, give an outlook of round one of the playoffs. Look at um, what Saturday's games are going to look like, and then we'll wrap it up.
1: All right, sounds good. Let's hop into it.
0: All right, so I guess we'll start um, with the Thursday's games. Just taking a look at Thursday with uh, Florida versus. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think this is round one.
1: Yeah, everything's round one, should be.
0: Yeah, everything is uh, round one. Just taking a look, see if I can uh, find it.
1: Yeah, I'll just start by uh, taking a look at the score here. The score for game three uh, is six to five uh, for the Florida Panthers in overtime. Uh, just recapping the score here uh, in the first period, Sam Bennett scored um, for Florida. It was one, nothing. Then Radko Gudas also scored for Florida, making it two, nothing, heading to the second period, Anthony Sorelli, Ross Colton, Steven Cole scored three straight goals for the Tampa Bay lightning, making it three to two. Then Alex Weinberg tied it up on the power play for the Panthers. Uh, then Braden Point, and Alex Kaloran scored two power play goals for Tampa, making it five to three. I believe at that point, uh, Chris Drieger was pulled uh, and Sergei Bobrovsky was put in net for the Panthers heading into the third period. Uh, then Patrick Hornquist and Gustav Forsling scored for the Panthers to tie it up and send it to overtime where Ryan Lomberg finished it off for the Florida Panthers with the final score, like I mentioned, of six to five um the Panthers really needed this win they're already down to nothing in the series to Tampa Bay um they were on the road it's a big win for them and I guess hopefully they can try and tie up the series in game four
0: for sure um I noticed that this entire series has been back and forth so um I guess we're not really gonna know who's gonna come out on top until the series is over
1: Yeah, it could go six or seven games. It just really depends on how strong Florida can come out in the next game. I mean, if the series goes to three to one uh, for Tampa, then I think it might be uh, really difficult for Florida to try and win it. But we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess we'll move on to um, Pittsburgh versus the New York Islanders. I think the score was 5-4, Chris Letang for pittsburgh and in the second period jeff carter and jason zucker for pittsburgh scott mayfield for the new york islanders in the third period cal clutterbuck anthony bovillier and cal clutterbuck again with another goal um all for the new york islanders and jeff carter and brandon tanev for pittsburgh so a really close game and what are your thoughts
1: Yeah, 5-4 is a pretty big score for this game, considering the first two games really tight and low scoring. Uh, The teams really broke out here in terms of offense. Uh, Pittsburgh's looked like the better team, I think, for most of the three games. Um, It's just been really difficult um, getting past the Islander defense. But, I mean, yeah, if this Pittsburgh team can just really keep doing what they're doing, I don't really see a problem uh, for them in this series. Uh, I guess the Islanders just need to come out a lot stronger in the next game. I mean, they're going to be home again. You can't lose two home games in a row because that's pretty rough in the playoffs. So we'll definitely have to see what's going to happen in the next game.
0: For sure. And I guess speaking of rough playoffs, I guess we're going to take a look at, I guess, something that I don't think you like. Uh, Montreal beating the Maple Leafs 2-1. Um, I guess Josh Anderson in the first for Montreal, Nylander for the Leafs in the second, and uh, Byron for Montreal in third. And I guess, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, uh, pretty rough. I know we'll cover the John Tavares incident in a little more detail uh, later in the podcast. But yeah, um, that really just pretty much killed all the momentum Toronto had coming into the game. Pretty much right after that, Josh Anderson scored for Montreal and then pretty much... um, Leafs couldn't really regain much momentum. I know Elander had a very good goal there, but other than that, the Leafs were pretty dried up for offense. Obviously, Carey Price had a big game, I made a lot of key saves, and um, definitely the Leafs need to find a way to bounce back in game two.
0: Yeah, I guess the question for the Leafs is, especially because of how good Tavares is and how he um, raises the ceiling of the Leafs, I guess the question is, can the um, Leafs find a way to win without him?
1: I mean, I think he was a point-per-game player throughout the regular season. So, I mean, that's like a top 15 or 20 scorer in the league. So you lose a guy like that out of your lineup, it's pretty big. I mean, we can't um, overstate it enough. Um, yeah, it, it is going to be tough. I believe Alex Galchenyuk will draw into the lineup for the next game. He's a former Montreal Canadian, so he definitely has, um, uh, I guess... Um, um, momentum uh, going his way in terms of whether trying to get a revenge goal or, or whatever it might be. So uh, hopefully he provides a spark for the Leafs, but um, yeah, it, it is going to be tough without Tavares. I'll definitely have to see how Toronto responds in game two.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Minnesota Wilds, um, very dominant performance by, by um, Vegas, think they had five goals minnesota had two um ryan hartman and joel erickson eck for the minnesota wild in the first period in the second period mark stone patrick brown and riley smith all for vegas and in the third period william carlson and mark stone again for vegas and what are your thoughts
1: yeah, Minnesota's had this issue this year, and I think we might have talked about it before, where they get off to a quick start, like putting in two or three goals, and then they just can't score the rest of the game, and then they just give up a whole leap of goals. Like their defense just becomes very porous, and this game was a prime example of that. Ryan Hartman and Joel Erickson X scored two quick goals at the beginning in the first period. They scored within the first half of the first period, both of those goals, and literally nothing came from the wild the rest of the game um yeah I saw them go up to nothing I'm like yeah the wild have this in the bag and then I saw the final score and I was like clearly not so yeah the wild definitely have a lot of work cut out for them next game they are at home so they can definitely bounce back um but yeah we'll have to see Vegas played a really solid game they put a lot of shots on goal and I mean um eventually you put a lot of shots on goal the shots are going to go in right so um yeah Vegas really had it going for them in this game
0: Yeah, for sure. I noticed the wilder, like the complete opposite. They only had 16 shots. Um, You need to have more than that if you want to win.
1: Oh, easily. This is a playoff game. Um, 25 to 30 is minimum if you really want to have a chance to win in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we'll take a look at some of Friday's games. I think one of them is done, so we'll take a look at it. I think this is uh, Boston versus the Capitals um Boston starting to run away with the series it's they won 4-1 um Marsha in the second period for Boston uh Pasternak, Coyle and Grelchek for Boston in the third Alex O is the only guy who scored for Washington so what are your thoughts
1: yeah um I predicted Boston but I didn't predict them this quick I said Boston in seven so Yeah, Boston is handling Washington a bit more handily than I thought. They've now won three games in a row in this series uh, to now lead 3-1. And, yeah, another problem with the Capitals uh, as of late is, yeah, they just haven't been taking a lot of shots. I believe in this game they only had 20 shots, but going into the third period they had like 12 or something. Like they just really didn't look uh, proper in this game. Um, Ovechkin did get the goal, but – by then, it was already 3-0, and then Grizzlick added a goal right after that and made it 4-1, so really, Washington really couldn't get anything done in this game. Um, at least they're going home on the brink of elimination. If they were going into Boston, I'd probably say Boston would take the, the next game, but going back to Washington, I think the Capitals do have a chance to to sort of get back into the series next game.
0: Yeah, the Capitals are basically playing for their playoff life and it's at home. So I hope they're going to give it everything they have.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, They should be able to. Um, Let's just see uh, if they can start strong and take a lot of shots.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, the other games are still going on. Um, Carolina versus Nashville is tied in double overtime, for 4 Very surprising by Nashville. Um, They're doing really well. Uh, Winnipeg and Edmonton's in the third period. Nobody scored yet. Um, oh, I noticed the game just ended for Nashville. So I guess yeah, we let's could probably re- take. Let's a look recap
1: at it. That. Let's see. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um,
1: did Nashville win it or did Carolina? I'm not seeing it here.
0: I think Nashville won. Uh, nice. They just got the the fifth goal. Uh, they? I guess they barely won a really back and forth um, battle. So congratulations yeah, yeah. to Nashville.
1: It. Just yeah. seeing it. Uh, let me pull it up here. Let's see what we have for our our goal scorer here. For sure. Matt Duchesne. Wow. Boy, have they needed his offense. Yeah. So finally, finally coming through clutch, though. Uh, yeah, that's, for that's sure. That's really good. Yeah, I let's guess just go through, the... go through the goal scorers here.
0: Sure. I guess Ryan Ellis and Forsberg in the first period for Nashville, uh, Sebastian Aho for Carolina in the first period as well. In the second period, Jordan Stahl on um, Vincent Trocek for Carolina and Michael Grandlin for Nashville. And in the third period, uh, Ryan Johansson for Nashville and Brett Pesha for Carolina. No goals in overtime, but Matt Duchesne basically clutched the game out for Nashville. And, yeah, this was a really hard-fought victory, and I feel like they needed this to stay in the series.
1: Oh, easily. If the series goes 3-0, that's it. I mean, uh, if, if not a sweep, then usually the team will take it in Game 5. So, um, yeah, like I, I couldn't stress it enough. Must win for Nashville. They were, they were at home for this game. Um, I guess as you get deeper into overtime, you know, you have the crowd on your side. So, um, yeah, they, they were able to clutch it out.
0: Yeah, for sure. I guess my question for Nashville was, would they have an answer for, I guess, just the Hurricanes in general? And it looks like they did this game.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... This game was really key for them if they're going to even have a chance in this series because Carolina pretty much dominated the first two games. There wasn't really a point in any of those two games where I actually felt like Nashville had a chance to win. This game was different on the other hand. They definitely played a lot better.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess um, Colorado and St. Louis, they're still going on. Colorado's winning 3-1. Um, Winnipeg and Edmonton 0 very hard fought game right now but I guess we can move on um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about some news around the league uh, we can start with Kadri. Uh, Kadri um, he has been suspe- sus- suspended for um, 8 games and this is starting with game 3 for the Avalanche and um I guess, what are your thoughts on um, what happened in the game with what Kadri did?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was clear that uh, Justin Falk's head was the main point of contact in his hit, which is obviously not legal. So he has been suspended. Um, The reason he got eight games, I think the standard for that hit is either like between one and three games. But the reason he got eight games is because of his previous history. Um, I know watching him with Toronto... Uh, He had some other previous playoff suspensions. Um, He was suspended for three games uh, for boarding um, in the 2018 series against Boston. He also got suspended for the entire series in 2019. Um, So that was a five-game suspension. So it went from three games to five games and now up to eight games. So they're really trying to hammer home the point that he is a repeat offender as they're increasing his suspension game number every single time.
0: Yeah, I think that's more than fair, especially considering he could have paralyzed Justin Falk if he hit him in just like the right spot. And that could have been the end of his career. So, I mean, hopefully they do this for more repeat offenders.
1: Yeah, for sure. I know people thought they didn't handle the Tom Wilson thing uh, correctly. And um, I guess they sort of redeemed themselves with this whole um, cadre suspension Uh, It looks like uh, Tyson Jost and Alex Newhook will move up in center spots. And uh, it seems to have worked so far. Both Jost and Newhook have scored in in, uh, Friday's game. So uh, I really don't think the Avalanche are missing Kadri at all. I think they've just been able to sort of fill things out. Um, They brought up Carl Soderberg from the taxi squad to play fourth line. And yeah, um, like I said, the Avs are just pretty much playing at the high level, even without Kadri.
0: Yeah, I think offensively, the Avalanche are the deepest team in the league.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much uh, an understatement right there. They're just so solid. Um, It's going to be tough for any team to beat them. We can even see how difficult it's been for St. Louis just trying to get wins. Um, Yeah, um, they're definitely going to be a tough out in any series for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess... Going to another tough out, uh, Tavares sustained a concussion in Game 1 versus Montreal. Um, Very unfortunate for John um, Tavares. And I know that uh, you didn't like um, the hit that happened to John Tavares either. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Ben Sherrod sort of hit him. He kind of went down, and then Perry was skating by, and his knee... I hit him right in the the jaw. Um, Perry says it was an accident. Um, I know we know that uh, Corey Perry has a history uh, of these sort of, um, I guess, borderline hits and questionable play, but I mean, um, he did go over and, and make sure that uh, Tavares was okay. Um, whether that was him just feeling bad for what he did or whether he didn't actually mean to do it at all, uh, we don't know, but I guess the fact that he did go over to John Tavares uh, makes me feel a little bit better about it. Um, But even then, Tavares, it looks like he'll miss the rest of the series. And we don't know how many series he will miss going forward because he does have a concussion and he won't be cleared for at least seven days.
0: Yeah. I guess my feeling about that is like, it's kind of careless to just go, I guess, kind of like skate and then hit someone. Like, I know it's an act, like potentially it's an accident, but still.
1: Yeah. I mean, he potentially had time to get out of the way. He is a bigger guy, so it's hard for him to move. But um, yeah, like I said, uh, we don't know a person's intents, so we don't want to assume that he didn't do it, but then we, at the same time, we don't want to assume that he did try and do it. So I think I'm going to try and stay more neutral on it. I'm not going to take either side. So I'll just say that it was pretty unfortunate that it happened.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the NHL, they were able to sort it out with Kadri, so they'll probably figure something out.
1: Yeah, if they feel like he deserves something, they'll definitely give it to him. If not, then I feel like that they'll just, um, uh, I guess, um, Perry will have to make sure that he's more careful next time if, in fact, he didn't mean to do it. Sure.
0: And I guess what are your thoughts on the the Leafs' um, depth going forward in the series?
1: Yeah, I think that to replace Tavares, like I mentioned, they should be bringing Alex Galchenyuk into the lineup, former uh, Montreal Canadian, Like I said, he should have some extra motivation to score facing his former team. Um, If there's any other injuries that happen, obviously the Leafs have a lot of depth. Guys like Pierre Engvall, Adam Brooks, and other pretty talented forwards for that team. So uh, I'm not very concerned. Um, Well, I am concerned that Tavares is out, obviously, but I'm not concerned that the Leafs, I uh, won't have uh, good enough players to sort of uh, fit in.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, that's all the news around the league for now. So I guess we can start um, with our kind of uh, outlook of how the playoffs are going. So I guess we can start with um, Colorado versus St. Louis. And I guess just, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I know we talked about this game or this series being five games. It could be five games, but it could even be a sweep the way Colorado's playing. It really looks like that they might take game three as well, the way the score is looking as we speak. Yeah, um, all I can say is the Avalanche, every single game have looked like the better team. St. Louis is putting a lot of pressure in this game. They, they are out shooting the Avalanche as we speak at the end of the second period, but Yeah, it's just so tough um, for St. Louis just to keep up with the speed of Colorado. And Colorado can also play very physical the way St. Louis likes to play. So Colorado can pretty much beat them in both ways, and St. Louis just really can't keep up with the speed. And, yeah, it's just one of those things where the St. Louis team, since they've won the Cup, they've gotten a couple years older. So they can't keep up with all these younger teams, if that makes sense.
0: It's kind of like a pushing the pace situation with basketball. A lot of um, teams with, um, I guess, older players, they kind of find it difficult to keep up with younger teams as well.
1: Yeah, and it's just the thing, especially I think in, in basketball, you could still, if you have good shooters, you can still get a lot of points. In hockey, if you can't keep up, um, on the ice it just becomes very difficult because you can't even um, gain the zone on a team if you don't have speed to get in if you can't uh, quickly pass uh, the puck in or dump it in and be able to get down there before the defender to get the puck so it's just one of those things where speed just matters so much in hockey and the avalanche are just full of
0: it yeah I mean it's going to be really tough to see how St. Louis kind of deals with um, Colorado's speed, but um, I guess we'll just have to see um, how they do.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And I guess uh, moving on to, I guess, Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they've also been uh, very dominant against uh, Minnesota. Cam Talbot's a really good goaltender, but. Um, he can't do everything himself. They're going to have to find a way to get some uh, more shots. But I'm just wondering about your thoughts on the game.
1: Yeah, Vegas could have been up 3 nothing. They lost the first game one nothing. I believe it was either an overtime or double overtime. So, I mean, Minnesota, they have really struggled in this series other than that first game. Um, there's not much that I can say other than that Um Minnesota's home for the next game it's pretty much must win because if you let Vegas go up 3-1 I don't see a way for Vegas to choke the series they're just too deep of a team for that to happen
0: yeah I mean it's gonna be really un- unfortunate for the Wilds um, they made it to the playoffs they are looking really solid but um, Vegas is just Vegas it's really hard to compete against that team
1: Yeah, they've been a tough team all year. They finished second overall in points. Yeah, um, this team's been solid. They've had good goaltending from Marc-Andre Fleury. The defense consists of guys like Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, among others. Uh, You have good scoring up front. Mark Stone, I know Pastoretti hasn't really played much in the series, if at all. Um, But yeah, they have guys like Marchisol, Carlson, Tuck, and others that can put the puck in the net. So at the end of the day, uh, Minnesota, they also can't deal with that tough checking that Vegas brings. They have speed and checking very similar to the way Colorado plays as well. Um, In Minnesota, I feel like they're just not as big up front um, as this Vegas team. So uh, they're they're really on their heels in this series for sure.
0: Yeah. My hope was that it would go to game six and Minnesota would be able to I guess, use some defense to kind of slow down Vegas, but uh, it might not end up going to game six.
1: Yeah, I mean, Minnesota does have a good defense, but it just seems like Vegas, they're just able to put a lot of shots on the net. Like Their team, uh, they just get the puck in, and then it's just so hard to take it off them when they're in the zone. So that's how they've been able to put like 40 to 50 shots on net a game. And eventually those shots are going to go in. Like I said, uh, you can't Uh, keep the puck out for that many shots every single game.
0: Yeah. So I guess um, the key for Minnesota to kind of stay in the series is try to keep possession of the puck as long as you can.
1: Yeah. Because clearly they're allowing too many shots and they're not getting enough shots. So possession is pretty much the reason for that.
0: For sure. And I guess uh, we can move on to the Maple Leafs first with the Canadians. Uh, Canadians, are up 1-0 on the Leafs. Uh, We did talk about um, Tavares being uh, injured, but um, Carey Price was injured for a lot of the season, but looks like he's fully healthy now. Um, The Canadians are really gonna need him if they wanna remain competitive with the Leafs. But the Canadians also had a lot of um, hits in game one. I think they had 55. So I was just wondering about um, your thoughts on how the Leafs are gonna go forward.
1: Yeah, well, first things first, you talked about Carey Price. He easily had his best game of the season in game one. Um, he limited every single Toronto chance. I mean, that one Nelander shot beat him, but other than that, he pretty much shut the door. Um, it's just going to be so tough. Um, like you said, Montreal had a lot of hits. They're really playing the Leafs very physically. They haven't been able to get in on Montreal to get a lot of scoring chances, so they'll definitely have to try and open things up for game two. Um I guess in Toronto's case, they got to push the, the pace of the game. Uh, they can't let Montreal uh, dictate uh, the game, make it really slow and really tight. If the Leafs want to win, they have to open it up because they can win a goal-scoring battle with pretty much any team in the league. But uh, these tight games are really not good on Toronto.
0: Yeah, I guess this is a situation where um, Montreal has a really good defensive team, so they're trying to use that to slow down the... Uh, Maple Leafs but uh, they have to kind of find a way to open things up
1: yeah I definitely agree with that it's it's got to be a more open game or else I feel like Toronto um, they have like their chance just gets less and less of being able to pull out uh, a win each game Um, yeah it's all about pace and Toronto needs to really push their pace on the game
0: what are your thoughts on kind of the guys on the second and third line replacing Tavares? Um, I guess what do you what do you think about kind of their value on the team in the series?
1: Yeah, it, it looks like they are going to move Nick Felino to center and put Alex Galchenyuk, uh, who's the replacement, and William Nylander on that line. Um, I mean, I think I could, it could work. Um, I just really hope that there is a player on that line that can set up Nylander for some shots because I know Tavares was really good at doing that. He got a lot of his points on the year off of Nylander's goals. So um, definitely, I know uh, Galchenyuk can do that. So hopefully having him there on that left side, will will be able to help them. And then as for the third line, they seemed pretty solid in the game. I know I didn't uh, really pay attention to them a whole lot. Uh, I think it was Alex Kerfoot, uh, Riley Nash and uh, Ilya Mikheyev, but Um, Yeah, I know Nash played his first game uh, with the Leafs this year um, in game one because he was injured when they acquired him. And it seemed like he did play pretty well. So hopefully he can just sort of push the momentum of that line going forward in game two.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess just moving on to uh, the Oilers versus the Jets. Um, The Jets uh, really had a surprising game. They were really dominant against the Oilers, uh, I think, They're up uh, 1-0 in the series. Their defense was really good, 68 hits. Um, The Oilers only had one goal with 33 shots, which is uh, not very good. The Jets had four goals on 22 shots, which which is really good. So the Jets are really putting up a fight. And if the Oilers don't find a way to kind of stop the Jets' shots, it could end up going to maybe game six or seven. But what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, it is 0-0 in game two as we speak. So these two teams are playing it really uh, tight. I know the Jets, they always play teams tough. They're a playoff-built tight roster. Um, I know they just had a cold stretch at the end of the season, but they were the second best team in the North Division for most of the season. So they're pretty much even with the Oilers, I'd imagine. Um, Any team could take game two. Um, And then whoever takes game two, especially if it's the Jets, they'll have a lot of momentum in the series. If it is the Oilers, this series is just going to end up deadlocked. So we'll definitely have to see what the results are for game two.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard to kind of just say, oh, just stop the Jets from shooting because last game, we already saw that they could still get a lot of goals with um, low shot volume. And I think the Oilers only had eight blocks. So I was just wondering, Um, What do you think the defense can do for Edmonton to come up on top?
1: Yeah, just playing a tighter scheme. I know they do have a young defense, a very offensive defense as well. So uh, they really need to get back and perform defensively. Um, Their goalie, Mike Smith, has been really solid for them. Um, He's really held them in this series. They just need to sort of play a more defensive structure. I know they have a good defensive coach in Dave Tippett. So um, it's more about like enforcing the scheme more than anything. Um, And then, yeah, they have to score goals because with the amount of goals the Oilers average over the season, uh, one goal is not going to get you the win, uh, even in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I guess like we said before, this game that's happening right now, it's looking um, really tight and it's pretty back and forth. So we'll just have to see how the series uh, works out.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's looking good so far.
0: And I guess uh, moving on to Pittsburgh versus the New York Islanders. um, Pittsburgh is up 2-1 against New York Islanders. Another back and forth series. Both teams are very high level teams. Um, New York needs to find a way to kind of replicate the win that they got against Pittsburgh in game one. So I guess what are your thoughts on how they could do that?
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. The Islanders definitely need to try and uh, get momentum. They do have trouble scoring goals a lot of times. I know we have mentioned that. So, uh, the way Pittsburgh plays defense, it's gonna be tough for them. Um. And uh, the only way I could see them winning, I th- I guess, is just because they're at home. Um. Pittsburgh clearly has mostly momentum in this series right now. Um. I just like Pittsburgh's chances going forward in this
0: series. Yeah, my original thought was that it could maybe go to game seven, but I think it's going to be in Pittsburgh favor. But what's your thoughts?
1: Oh, it could still go to game seven. I mean, if the Islanders win next game at home, then it's 2 2 tie. And then, uh, you know, it's like it's one of those series that um, if Pitt, it just depends on who wins game four, it'll really dictate where the series is going to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the East Division is just like a really stacked division. I feel like if New York was like in an another division, they might end up going to round two.
1: Yeah. um, I know they did go to round three last year. So yeah, you're right. It's one of those things where the division is just filled with a lot of good teams.
0: And speaking of uh, more good teams, uh, Boston is three one against the Capitals really unexpected. They're playing amazing. They uh, clutched out a playoff spot and now they're proving that they more than belong. I guess this is kind of like the expected, uh, Boston excellence from their fans. Um, Washington's also really good. I think each game was back and forth, but, um, game four looked really dominant for the Bruins. So, um, what do you think the Capitals can do to kind of stop the Bruins offense?
1: Yeah, they just got a uh, limited chances. I mean, Boston's been out shooting Washington almost every game. I know the first three games went to overtime, but the The game four win for Boston was very convincing. It was four to one. So it really looks like the series is just tilting towards Boston even more as each game goes by. Um, And Washington really needs to shift the momentum. They are home in game five. I do see a path for them to getting a victory. But yeah, it's going to be very tough, in my opinion. Uh, For Washington, they're really going to have to come out uh, with their foot forward uh, and just really push the pace on on the game for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, Boston has like very little weaknesses. It looks like they're well-rounded enough to have enough answers for Washington. So for Washington, it's like they need to kind of figure out their own answers for Boston.
1: Yeah. One thing I've seen from Boston in this series is they finally have depth scoring the acquisition of Taylor Hall, bringing Craig Smith in in the off season. Yeah. The secondary scoring that was not there for Boston last season, it's appeared now and they really look primed for at least uh, one round uh, win or maybe even more than that. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I guess we were kind of expecting um, Washington to, well, I was expecting Washington to kind of somehow um, beat Boston. There was maybe a chance that we could see uh, Pittsburgh versus the Capitals again. But I think Boston is kind of saying, no, that's not going to happen this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, we both said it was going to go to seven games, and then we were each on opposite sides in terms of the winner. So I think we saw this series being able to go either way. I guess we just didn't see Boston Boston getting out to this pretty big lead.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to Carolina versus Nashville. Um, It was 2-0 before the recording, but Nashville was able to get a win. Um, Carolina's been dominant all season, Um, Nashville until this game didn't seem to have an answer for the hurricanes and it looks like it could have gone to game five or maybe a sweep. So, um, do you think Nashville can kind of carry the momentum that they now have?
1: I I think they can. I mean, they're home next game. This crowd really seemed to be helping them out, um, in Friday's game. So, uh, yeah, I definitely do see a path for them tying up the series, Uh, But the only issue is if they don't tie up the series, Carolina goes up 3-1, and then they head home for game five, where I think they will finish it off. So uh, next game is going to be really big for Nashville to tie up the series.
0: I think if they tie up the series, it could end up going to six or seven games. But I'm not sure if uh, Nashville can win because they need to be able to get an away game win, and that's going to be really tough uh, to do against Carolina.
1: Yeah, both teams have very boisterous crowds, like crowds that really rally behind their team and really shift momentum in their team's favor. So in this series, if it does go seven, I would see Carolina winning it just because being in front of their home fans would be a really big boost for them. Um, I do think Carolina can get a road win, though. They're that good of a team. So, um, whether it's game four, whether it's game six, if they can get a road win, they should be able to finish up this series
0: for sure. And I guess another, another, um, back and forth series, uh, Florida versus Tampa Bay. Um, I think Tampa Bay is two one against the Panthers right now. Uh, both very solid teams. Um, Tampa Bay went really far in the playoffs but Florida was able to take, I think, game three in overtime. Um, Tampa took the first two games. Tampa's a lot more experienced, but Florida looks like they have the momentum right now. So um, do you think that, uh, I guess, the Panthers can kind of uh, come back and tie up the series, or do you think Tampa Bay can kind of put them away?
1: No, I definitely think Florida can stay in this series. They are a good enough team, like you said, but... Remember, Tampa Bay is the defending champions. They have uh, a lot of experience, like you said. Um, they and I mean, they won two away games to start the series. They lost the one at home, but I really think Tampa is going to come out strong. So, if Tampa does go up three-one in this series, it's going to be tough for Florida. Can Florida still win it? Obviously, they have the team to do it, but uh, Tampa Bay is looking pretty strong. Um, that win for Florida was just so tough in game three, but they were able to pull it out. So I think they definitely have momentum going in their favor heading into game four.
0: I think if they end up um, winning game four, I would still take a Tampa Bay in uh, game seven, mostly just because of Tampa Bay's experience in the playoffs. It's I think it's the first uh, time for the playoffs for the Panthers in a really long time. So uh, it's going to be tough to beat a seasoned team like Tampa Bay and they just won the cup.
1: Yeah, I believe Tampa Bay didn't need any game sevens to win the cup. I know game sevens had been a problem for them in previous seasons, but the, the last season when they won the cup, I don't think any of their series went to seven games. So they were able to avoid that game that they were not very good at. So if it goes to seven games, I might actually like Florida. Cause first of all, Florida would be home for that game. Seven Tampa Bay has that history of not being able to finish in game sevens. Um, but yeah, um, honestly, it would go either way. Both teams are very good. Um, hopefully, Florida can get back into the series.
0: Well, I mean, Florida versus Tampa Bay, this is the battle of Florida. It looks like this is going to be one of the, I guess, best um, ser- series for the playoffs to kind of watch and um, maybe even uh, re-watch if you get the opportunity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just taking a look here, um, the Jets and the Oilers are heading to overtime. So after we finish recording, I'm definitely going to watch the overtime in that game as it's been a very exciting game so far.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this year has had a real, uh, really exciting playoff so far. This is a really good round one, a lot of um, back and forth between a lot of teams.
1: Yeah, for sure. You can definitely say that.
0: And I'm kind of looking forward to the divisional rivalry of Florida versus Tampa Bay.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that as well. Um, We'll definitely be taking a look at um, the game. Actually, we can move into the preview with that. Um, Yeah, for sure. Florida versus Tampa Bay. Oh, this looks like it's going to be an early game on Saturday, 1230 PM. Um, yeah, I might like Tampa Bay a little bit here. I feel like that they they really they thought they had that game and then it just slipped away. I'm kind of favoring Tampa Bay here, even though, the, I mean, the odds did open up in their favor. So I think um, people do realize that. And yeah, I'm kind of liking Tampa Bay here.
0: I mean, Tampa Bay seems to have like a small advantage in most stats. They're very, they match up very close, but... Uh, Tampa Bay has like kind of like a small edge
1: yeah I mean they are clearly the more talented team people complain about them being 17 million over the, the salary cap and all that I mean obviously they don't count salary cap in the playoffs but yeah that pretty much shows how talented their team is
0: I mean if you want to win you need to be able to spend the money
1: yeah, and I mean, this franchise has put together some successful teams over the years, especially uh, last year's Cup champions team. And I really like their chances in game four.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to uh, Pittsburgh versus the New York Islanders. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh has just been looking really solid. They seem to be able to uh, kind of have an answer for whatever a New York has. But who do you think can take it?
1: It's gonna to be tough. I don't think the Islanders will lose back to back at home so I might favor them slightly in this. Uh, if Pittsburgh wins well I'd be surprised. I don't I won't be surprised Guys like Crosby Malkin Gensel, Carter I mean these guys have been scoring for them uh, yeah, they can put up offense a lot better than the Islanders um, but I'm just slightly favoring the Islanders just by the way things have been shaping out in this series.
0: For sure. And I guess moving on to the Montreal Canadiens versus the Maple Leafs, um, wow, it looks like the stats are really favoring the Canadiens in terms of face-off percentage, but uh, I guess you expect the Leafs to be able to come back.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much must-win for Toronto. If you lose your first two home games, you lose all advantage in the series. Um, I think Toronto does realize that. They also will be – their head space will be a little bit better from last game considering what happened with John Tavares. I mean, if you see your captain almost get his head taken off, like it's really hard to focus on the game. I think they had a really hard time. They did play well defensively, surprisingly, but um they just couldn't generate any offense. So hopefully um, they can turn things around for game two. I definitely like Toronto to do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess, uh, moving on to Vegas versus Minnesota. Um, Minnesota really has their work cut out for them. Um, Vegas, it looks like they're favored in uh, most of the stats. So who do you think can take this?
1: Um... I did like Minnesota heading into last game. They didn't win. So I think they do get their win here. It's going to be close. It's going to be tough. Camp Talbot will have to play his best game of the series, even better than game one, I think, if they want to get the win here, because the Vegas is going to be nonstop with their pressure.
0: Yeah, he's going to have to pull a Carey Price.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he played like Carey Price in game one of the series. He stole it in a in a overtime shutout. So, I mean, he played really well. Um I can definitely see him doing that. Minnesota definitely needs to tighten up, not allow as many shots, and they definitely need to open up their offense to get the win.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, that about concludes um, everything for everything NHL. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I just want to take a look at the final standings for the hockey pool, because all regular season games are officially done. I did win the hockey pool by three points. It came right down to the wire, but quick. Quinn Hughes really clutched it out for me there at the end. He finished uh, with 41 points in 56 games. That's very solid for a defenseman. Um, And for a team like Vancouver that just really wasn't in it all year, played really well. Uh, One of the better uh, point-scoring defensemen. I believe that he was fourth in my team uh, out of all the defenders I had, which is pretty surprising that I had a lot of high-scoring defenders. I guess I just made some good picks there. But, um, yeah, overall, my team played really well. And uh, it's too bad that our injury expert, Victoria, didn't win, or else then we could have had a a prime opportunity to really drag her on here for something. But, yeah, I know she has been busy. She's definitely starting with the Toronto Argos football team uh, in a month or so, so she's definitely getting ready for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. But on the other hand, I guess you get to keep your reputation as the hockey expert.
1: Yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, a lot of you guys already know that um, uh, we've been putting out hockey picks every day. They've been hitting. We've got some player props now available for people that want So definitely go hit us up for those. Yeah, I got hockey picks for everyone. Uh, If you need winners, uh, you know where to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if you don't know, um, we do hockey uh, picks on both Twitter and Instagram at Fan Fan Podcast. So definitely give us a follow there. Um, James is really good at, at his picks. So um, if you really don't know who to pick, just hop on Twitter and uh, give us a look. And um, I guess if you like to listen to us, uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcast, we're on, I mean, Apple Music, we're on Google Podcasts, so definitely give us a follow there if you like to uh, watch videos um, instead. You can definitely give us a subscription on YouTube, uh, hit the bell, and you'll uh, get notifications of our videos every week. Um, if uh, you feel like you, you felt something different about kind of our analysis or our commentary, definitely give us a comment tell us who you think is gonna win the playoffs and uh share your thoughts
1: yeah sounds good uh so let me go and watch the oilers <laughs> <laughs>